Proclaim My Word in partnership with AM 1160 The Quest, Atlanta Catholic Radio, bring you Victory is in the Praise. The purpose of this Bible study is to help you live God's Word daily and help increase your faith and trust in Him. This show is made possible by listeners like you. To support Proclaim My Word, go to ProclaimMyWord.org and hit the Donate button. You'll also find the link to register for the current study and receive the study guide at ProclaimMyWord.org. Thank you for your generosity in helping us evangelize by spreading His Word. Welcome to the Bible study entitled Victory is in the Praise in partnership with AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. I'm Linda and I'm here with Carrie Allen, the founder of Proclaim My Word, a ministry dedicated to helping us know God's word so we can live his word and have the courage to proclaim his word, just as the opening theme song encourages us to do. Carrie, before we begin our final episode five titled Creating a Spirit of Praise, will you lead us in the opening prayer that can be found on page three of the practice guide? Certainly in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You, God, are my God. I earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole being longs for you. I have seen you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. Because your merciful love is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. I will praise you and proclaim victory over my enemies. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the night, for you are my help. In the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Let all that is within me bless your holy name. I will bless you at all times. Your praises will continually be on my lips and in my heart. For you alone are worthy of all praise. All honor and glory belong to you, Lord, both now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Carrie. Just a reminder, there is a free practice guide available that you can keep using and referring to after finishing this study. Carrie, remind the listeners of your website, please. It is ProclaimMyWord.org, and there you can find the link to register and see other Bible studies, as well as give a free will offering. Proclaim My Word wants to provide the materials free of charge. And if you have found value in this study on praise, please consider a donation if you are able. Thank you to those who have already given during the course of this study. All of your prayers and donations are greatly appreciated, and it will help us to continue proclaiming God's word. And if you download the practice guide, you will find the litany of praise and praises from scripture that we have mentioned several times during the study. If you're doing the study by yourself with a family or friend or part of a larger group, the litany of praise and praises from scripture are great to not just read, but to actually use to practice praising the Lord, which ties in perfectly to what we'll be discussing today. As I mentioned earlier, the title of episode five is Creating a Spirit of Praise. Carrie, would you give us a brief recap of what we learned in the last episode? Sure. In our last episode on Psalms of Praise, we talked about how the psalmist wrote the psalms to praise God, to give him thanks, and to express their sorrow and dependence on him. 
The Psalms were used in the temple to celebrate when God answered their prayers and to bring comfort to those who were suffering. In the Psalms, we can find ourselves experiencing some, if not all, of the same emotions of joy, hope, worry, and sorrow. But no matter what the psalmists were going through, they always returned to the greatness and the generosity of God, acknowledging his love, his mercy, and his forgiveness. When we pray the psalms, we are communicating with God. We're speaking directly to him with our hearts. And if we take the time to be still, we can hear him speak to us. As Psalm 46 verse 10 tells us, be still and know that I am God, which means quietly trusting in the Lord. When we patiently wait for the Lord in stillness and when we give him our cares and our concerns, we're telling God that we trust him. Praying with the Psalms not only helps us to know God in a deeper way, but they can also bring us comfort. When we worry or suffer physically or mentally, it helps to get the focus off the problem and onto God. Thanking God for who he is and all he has done and will do keeps us from getting bitter by giving us a grateful heart. As the Bishop of Alexandria said, when praising and glorifying God, we can find a psalm suited to every occasion, and thus we find that they were written for us. The Psalms help us to remember all the good the Lord has done and is doing for us, rather than remembering any evil in the past we may have encountered. Praising and giving thanks to God helps keep our hearts in a right relationship with Him, most especially when life gets difficult and spiritual warfare increases. In our last episode, we were reminded that St. Paul said to give thanks in all circumstances because it is the will of God. And yes, it is possible to thank God for the blessings that could come from a difficult circumstance, even for unseen blessings. The blessing could be the strength and the perseverance he gives us to endure the situation and not lose hope or faith, just as he did for those who wrote the Psalms. Thanking God in all circumstances and thanking him in advance for answering your prayers is how you demonstrate your faith and trust in him. The Psalms are filled with prayers of praise and thanksgiving. If you haven't spent much time thanking God for all he has done for you and will do for you, pray and ask him to give you a grateful heart. Praise and gratitude will bring you peace and victory, and it will bring God honor and glory. That's why it's so important to create a spirit of praise. I love the ponder in the practice guide for this session. When we lift our hands in praise and worship, we break spiritual jars of perfume over Jesus. The fragrance of our praise fills the whole earth and touches the heart of God. I don't know about you, but when I read that ponder, I thought how awesome it is that my praises could be anointing the feet of Jesus with spiritual jars of expensive perfume, just as we're told Mary of Bethany did in the Gospel of John. It pleased Jesus then, and it pleases him now. Why do we praise God? Because he is worthy of our praise, and because there is power when we praise him, so much power that Satan can't stand to be where God is being praised. When we praise God on earth, 
we're creating a heavenly atmosphere as we join our praises with the angels and saints in heaven. Just think, when you get to heaven, you're going to know exactly what to do as you begin praising God with the angels and saints. I read a story about a Christian in the last century who used to frequently praise God with loud hallelujahs. One day, someone who was irritated by his spirit of praise asked him, what would he do if God finally sent him to hell? He replied, if I go to hell, I will keep on shouting hallelujah and the praises of God there until the devil tells me to get the hell out of there before I infect others in hell with a spirit of praise. Now, that's what you call faith. There are several ways to create a spirit of praise in our lives and hearts, which hopefully will infect others. The first thing you do, you invite the Holy Spirit into your praise time. Ask him to help you praise and bless the Lord. In fact, you can invite him into your heart, your home, and even your workplace. Praise produces the power of the Holy Spirit. Through praise, the Holy Spirit can come to us in different ways, such as through healings, miracles, prophecy, knowledge, and he can speak to us through God's word. Listening to praise music is a great way to begin creating a spirit of praise before praising and during praising. Second, spend time thanking God for all he has blessed you with. As it says in Psalm 100, verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Third, begin praising and blessing God, either with your own words or by using the praises in Scripture or the litany of praise in the practice guide. You can read and pray with the Psalms to learn the attributes and character of God, where you see the word selah, stop, and reflect on what the Lord is saying through the Psalms that you're reading. Fourth, listen for the prompting of the Holy Spirit and be still. This is a time to listen to what the Lord might be saying to you, and it's always helpful to record whatever you sense or hear. Make sure you have a catchphrase that you can go to automatically if you're being distracted, which Satan will certainly try to do. It will also help to dissipate anxiety or confrontational situation. You can also use that catchphrase as the last thing you say before falling asleep at night and the first thing you say before getting out of bed in the morning. It's a great way to start the day. Just a reminder that a catchphrase can be as simple as saying, Hallelujah, or Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. Or, bless the Lord, O my soul. Or, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Find your catchphrase and use it during the day as often as you are able to, to honor God. Praise and worship music, as I said before, is a great way to create a spirit of praise. Listening to praise and worship music is very effective, not only during your praise time, but also at home when doing housework or fixing dinner, in your car, going to work, waiting in carpool, even at the office if you're able. The music helps you not only hear the praises, but the words and the songs can repeat in your mind and help you praise Him throughout the day. Remember, praising God keeps the focus on Him and not on us.
It keeps us from developing a spirit of complaining and negative thinking, which is where the evil one wants us to stay. Playing praise and worship music in the home also helps expose your family to praising God without you saying anything. Many of the Psalms talk about singing to the Lord. God gave you the ability to sing so he can hear your voice. Whether you're in tune or not, it's the voice he gave you and he wants to hear it. Praise and worship music helps us sing to the Lord. That's why I've suggested songs to listen to in the practice guide. When we lift our voices, either by singing or verbally praising God, it not only glorifies him, it releases the power of his Holy Spirit on our behalf. God doesn't just visit us when we praise him. He abides in us, and our relationship with him grows deeper and more intimate. Many of the Psalms tell us to sing to the Lord. And the New Testament tells us to do the same thing, as it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18b to 20, which says, Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we praise the Lord by singing to him, so he can hear the voices that he gave us. Another way of expressing our praises to God is by following what the psalmist tells us to do in Psalm 142, verse 2, as he says, Let my prayers be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as an evening sacrifice. As we lift our hands while praising God, we're offering our praises to him and surrendering our will to him. Psalm 134, verse 2, tells us to lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. By lifting up our hands, we not only bless the Lord, but we are also open to receive his blessings. Another suggestion for creating a spirit of praise is to find a small group that can join you to praise and worship him. I have a small group that I'm blessed to meet with once a month on the first Saturday of the month. We attend Mass and then spend time in the Adoration Chapel of a church for the sole purpose of praising him. It doesn't have to be in a church. It can be in your home or in a clubhouse. But it really makes a difference when you're praising him and singing with lifted hands together in community with others. Because when you do... You are blessing him, and you with others are being blessed. As the Catechism of the Catholic Church says in Article 2586, prayer is inseparably personal and communal. It concerns both those who are praying and all men, prayed by Christ and fulfilled in him. The Psalms remain essential to the prayer of the Church. You've probably noticed that sometimes the Psalms use the phrase, bless the Lord, and some use the phrase, praise the Lord. I've tried to find the difference between blessing the Lord and praising the Lord, as they seem to be interchangeable. The only explanation I can come up with is that when we bless the Lord, we are giving something to him. When we praise the Lord, we are telling God something about him. We are proclaiming his worth. We are recognizing who he is, and we are acknowledging all he has done for us. 
But basically, it's difficult to differentiate between bless and praise. When we bless and praise the Lord, we exalt him and worship him. When we praise and bless him, we give him all honor and glory that he deserves. The Psalms are filled with instructions for God's people and us to bless the Lord. I remember when I first heard that I could bless the Lord, I thought that it was God that did all the blessing. How awesome is it that you and I can bless the Lord? The Hebrew word for bless is barak, which is related to the word kneel, and the verb can also mean to kneel. So the idea is that when we bless God, we mentally or even physically kneel, humbling ourselves and recognizing him as the source of all of our blessings. So think about the times when you kneel during the Mass. Every time you kneel, you are honoring and blessing God. Jewish thinkers explained that to bless also means to increase in joy and peace. When we bless God, we give Him honor and express our trust and our hope in Him. We acknowledge that we are dependent on His goodness and His mercy. So when we bless God, we are blessed. It was also believed that when we bless God, his presence is increased in us. That belief fits in with what we are told in Psalm 22, verse 3, that God inhabits the praises of his people. When you're praising and blessing him, he is right there with you. So when you're blessing God, you're also praising him. Why wouldn't you want to spend time blessing and praising him throughout the day, singing to him, lifting your hands to him, or kneeling when and if you are able? It's a real win-win. I have one last suggestion to create a spirit of praise. Listen to what the Lord is saying to Isaiah in chapter 61, verse 3. When the spirit of the Lord was upon him, he said, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. A garment of praise is literally a mantle of praise. A mantle is an article of clothing similar to a cape or a cloak that was used in biblical times to keep warm and protect the people from the elements. The mantle of praise is a symbol for God's comfort and protection for our faith and our trust in him and for acknowledging his goodness. It's a gift from God that gives us his power and reminds us of his love and his perfect plan for us. When we wrap his praise around us, we feel not only his power, but also his presence with us. The mantle of praise is what gives us the strength we need to keep God's praises on our lips and in our hearts as we go through difficult times. Your Heavenly Father wants you to wrap yourself in a mantle of praise to protect you and bring you comfort and peace. Along with wearing a mantle of praise, we have another blessing from our Blessed Mother Mary. As Mary lovingly wrapped her son in swaddling clothes to keep him warm and protect him, she also wants to help protect us from evil by wrapping us in her loving mantle to cover us with her perfect love and unite ourselves more fully to her son, Jesus Christ. 
Well, creating a spirit of praise is up to you. We've given you several suggestions to begin or go deeper in your prayers of praise. It's okay to start off with just a few minutes every day and lead up to what Psalm 34 verses 1 and 3 says. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Thank you, Carrie. I love the idea of creating a spirit of praise. And before we jump in a, a little bit longer, proclaim my word unplugged that we want to be able to talk about what we can do after the study. I want to just remind our listeners that you are listening to Victory is in the Praise on AM 1160, the Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. And I'm going to start off, Carrie, with talking about hands raised. <laughs> yeah, okay. It seems simple, but there's, uh, you had talked in a previous episode before this, you said, when we get on our knees, it's uh, surrendering. And then also when we have our hands raised, that that does several things to us. Just remind us about that. Well, it's a humbling gesture. It's an opening gesture. It's saying, I'm open, Lord. I'm offering up to you my praises, but my open hands are also open to receive your blessings. So when you say that, it reminds me of a time... I was actually in Israel at Mount Tabor and we had had mass and then we had some praise time afterwards. And it was one of the new versions, a uh, praise song of an old hymn. And I remember I had my hands up and I guess I've heard it said too, that, you know, having the hands up, it's like, oh, like Escrava says, it allows us to share the sweetness of the cross because uh -huh. our hands are uh -huh. out and my hands were like that. My eyes are closed and I was just transported. I was right there with the Lord. I'm sure everyone else in the pilgrimage kind of looked at me like, uh, <laughs> what's going on with her? But when I came down from that particular, cause Mount Tabor's way up and you have to take like small vans up from the pilgrimage buses cause it's so tight turns and everything. When I got down to the base, I was had the mountaintop experience, literally. And then when I got to the bottom, I had this real feeling something bad was coming. And little did I know, but my brother had already been diagnosed from cancer, mm. with cancer, and that he would pass away very mm. soon afterwards. Mm. But that time up on the mountain, and I remember my hands were, were raised, that was a time of where God filled me to sustain me through that very tough time for myself and my family. That's beautiful. It also helps us to be more childlike. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think of a toddler opening their hands or, or reaching up for their mother. Uh, several years ago when one of my uh, granddaughters was about a year and a half, I was in the kitchen and um, we had a German shepherd and he was at the end of the hall, and she was in the middle. And she looked at him and got scared and came running to me with her hands up in the air saying, whole baby, whole baby. And I picked her up, and she knew she was safe. And she looked down at that dog like, you can't touch me. <laughs> and, and so when we open our hands, it's like telling God, whole baby, whole baby, hold me. I need you, Lord. Well, that's really... That's beautiful. And I know that they say in the catacombs, like in Rome and different places, that there are pictures of the Christians with their hands raised. So that's what the earliest Christians did. 
right as they had their hands raised so um i think it's something for us to remember that if we maybe don't feel like praising sometimes changing our posture right is a great way to kind of engage us to be able to then go through the litany of praise or whatever might be our catch praise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's also a surrender gesture and as we said before there's victory in surrendering yeah this is one of the odd things right yeah right right, right. <laughs> it does it kind of the mystery we won't right, figure it out right. until later hopefully when we get to heaven we'll all get a, a 101 on all the different pieces so and you also mentioned about from psalm or no sorry from isaiah 61 the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. that's a a good question like when we feel faint well when we feel faint or weak what he's saying is cover yourself with praise put my mantle on you my mantle of praise cover yourself and i will protect you and make you strong again yeah so that's what we have to remember it's a beautiful image it is it is and so when we feel weak or when we have that just a little shaky or like i've said in the past where you wake up each morning you're thinking oh my goodness you know this is what i have to face today when we start to feel like that that's when we can ask him that's right to do that for us and to help and the beautiful imagery you had you said that in the ponder the spiritual perfumes it's like mm-hmm. breaking jars over jesus i think that's a wonderful image yeah talk a little bit about it why it's wonderful well i think for a couple of reasons number one you're taking something uh, she made a sacrifice a sacrifice of praise and when we praise we're making a sacrifice and we're we're pouring our praises out on Jesus. And the oil also has an aroma like incense. And so our praises are being lifted up through this aroma of the oil, the precious oil. And also when there is that aroma, just like incense, I always think that my church will do an evening um, uh, uh, adoration as well as they'll have incense. Mm-hmm. And... You'll see it coming up, you know, when it's first put into the the sensor, but then you'll see it just sort of collect Yes. at the top. And, and rise. It, yeah, rise, and it just sort of stays. And even you know, if you go to a church you have never been to, you can know if they use incense just because it's sort of in the walls. Uh-huh. So it speaks to the fact that praises, you know, they are eternally focused, but also they, they last. They do last. Even past the time that we're actually praising the Lord. I think, I think that's a great statement you just made. They do last. Yes. And I think they follow us to heaven. Yeah. And we're to continue them, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to know exactly what to do when we get there. This is like uh, praise 101 for us. Mm-hmm. So speaking of praise 101, we've said it many times. It'd be great for people to get together in community to praise the Lord. Do you want to give a couple tips about like some practical things about how do you get a group together? How do you ensure that the goal of that prayer group is praise? Because there's different types of prayer groups and how do you keep it going? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, um, you have to, you know, select a, a few of your friends and it doesn't have to be large just a few friends that have the same heart that you have for praise and say hey you want to get together once a week once a month whatever in the morning or in the evening or i know uh, of a zoom praise group that meets every tuesday 
Um, so there are a lot of different ways to do it, but the, the one purpose is to praise. And when I come together with my praise group on Saturday morning, we start with um, praise and worship music to open up our spirit. And then we go into praising him. And then we go into silence and just listening if he has a word for us or wants to lead us somewhere in scripture or to a psalm. And then we always close in uh, more praise and thanksgiving. It's it's really a no-brainer. Uh, it's simple. You just get together with a group of people, and um, there's no formula for it. You just get together and, and start praising him. You can use the Psalms. They're a great way. That's very helpful. And I think that one thing that comes to mind is, when you said you know, like-minded, I think it's important to to have, which is just what you describe, which is a light structure to it, because oftentimes you have people that maybe don't come all the time, and they might be coming because they're going through a really tough time. So really, what they're coming for is they want people to pray for them. Yes. And if it's a praise one, you really want to spend time appropriately praising the Lord, because it's not like you just show up and put out a prayer and expect him to answer you right there right, or someone right. to give you a word. It really is. You want to, to do it consistently That's right. and you want to spend time praising and thanking the Lord. And I love what you said about when you go in silence, because they say sometimes the best praise is silence mm-hmm. or fasting. Mm-hmm. Or fasting. Yes. Fasting is a great way to empty yourself so he can fill you with himself. Yeah. And, um, so sometimes if you have a section for intercession, that you can notice you have to mantra that doesn't get just so big that yeah. it's really just yeah. asking. I have a friend who has a difficult time getting to our, our praise group sessions on the first Saturday of the month, but she was able to make it this one Saturday. And then it was either that night or the next day that she found out that her uh, nephew that she was close to had passed away, very young age, only married three weeks. And she's told me later that it was being at the praise group with them, praising gave her the strength and the courage that she needed to deal with the death of her nephew. Yes, that's so, he, what you talked about, about filling, and we never know when we're going to be really emptied. Right. Very quickly. Right. And like we said before, sometimes when something happens to someone else, it's it's almost worse than it happening to ourselves. That's right. Because the the pain, pain of all of that, and it's it is very important any commu- to get that community. I think we all we're meant to be in community, mm-hmm. and to not uh, drift away, and to to be as present as we can in whatever form that is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes too, if people can't, because of whatever reason, can't attend, even they can do it at the same time or at a different time and spend time just praising the Lord. That's the beauty of it. They they can open up the book of Psalms at any time. And we do have people who who praise with us at the same time who can't be there. That's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah. So call, call your friends and say, Hey, uh, how do you feel about getting together and spending some time praising the Lord. They may think you're crazy, but that's okay. (laughs) Crazy for Jesus. Exactly. One other thing you mentioned during this episode was, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And I think one thing about praise, I think we, we need to cover it, is that what we say with our mouth is so important. So we've spoken before about making sure that we 
uh, don't use the Lord's name in vain, obviously, but also to holiness is something very particular to God. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of times where holy is used as a description, Mm -hmm. adjective for something else. Mm -hmm. And speak a little bit about how we just want to be cognizant of that so that we're using our words to edify God and not even limiting them. Like Mm -hmm. when people say holy, I don't even want to say something else. Holy smokes or... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be holy means to be set apart. And uh, God has set us apart for him. But no one is holier than God. And I I don't know where I heard this, but I heard that what he likes to be called the most is holy. Holy. So a lot of times I'll just repeat, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. Another catchphrase. Um, Your words are power. Just like your praises are power. Okay, your praises are words. Your words are power. Uh, They can either be used to destroy or to, or to create something so you have to be careful how you use them yeah and when we say holy 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 like that's the superlative of all superlatives right so that's a perfect one to just also to bring us back to the lord right and then when we go through the litany of praise so many cover the attributes mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. lord and as i've done it more and more during this study what i realized is it really can bring a little bit reminder to you during your daily day in, day out when you're not being some of the attributes of God. Right, right. So if we're made in his image, we should be exemplifying those things. Right. So is there any story you want to tell us about just when has you gone through it, how it keeps you kind of honest to those attributes or when something hits you and you're thinking, I don't know if I've lived up to that one. Yeah, especially when I call them holy (laughs) (laughs) and realize I am not holy. Um, One of my prayers has been, Lord, make me holy. Just never let me know it. Because if you think you're holy, you're not. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, so far, he's done a good job. And I think that's a good point that you made, that these attributes remind us that we're created in his image, Um, that he is our provider. We are called to be providers, too. He is our counselor. Well, maybe we can give good counsel to others, too. He is our wisdom. We can share our wisdom with others. So as we identify with him, we, we are able to see ourselves in him and through him. And that's another blessing uh, that we get from praising God. Yeah, it reminds us of our eternal calling that we have and that uh, it can remind us that when someone comes to us that we take it seriously and and be present with them versus rushing off to the next thing. Right, which I have been known to do. Yeah, all of us have. (laughs) You're not alone. So it wouldn't be complete without talking about the Holy Spirit. Right, right. Particularly with this particular study on praise. And I think a couple things would be the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, um, the Holy Spirit, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, when people prayed over me, is it released in me um, gifts of the Holy Spirit, but it also uh, made me especially aware of the Psalms. 
I really got um, to know the Psalms better, and um, the Psalms continue to come to mind when I have a, a problem or a situation. Uh, he'll remind me of a psalm to go to. So the psalms became very important to me when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And um, that usually happens uh, many times during what we call the Life and Spirit Seminar. And if you haven't attended one, you might want to see if there's one going on in the, the Archdiocese. Um, I'm not aware of any at this point, or I would I would mention it. But um, releasing the gifts of the power, the releasing the gifts of the Holy Spirit is important. God has given us gifts that he intends us to use to help build his kingdom. And I have this image of getting to heaven and, well, not an image. I hope I, I get there. But um, when I get there, there's going to be a, a door with my name on it. And Jesus is going to tell me to open it. And I open it. And the fear is there's going to be a lot of beautiful wrapped presents, gifts in there. And uh, I'm going to say, what are those? And he's going to say, well, those are the gifts I tried to give you, but you kept sending them back. You didn't open them. So I don't want to have a closet or a room full of gifts when I get to heaven. I want to use those gifts. And uh, praising God helps us to use those gifts to release the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Another question about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're not called in our faith to follow our feelings. Like, so we have, we can feel something or we don't feel something. Um, so sometimes when people get prayed over for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they say, I don't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Well, you're, it's not about feelings. Um, you're supposed to follow your heart, not your feelings. Your feelings can deceive you. Okay, so you don't want to always feelings have a place, but uh, be careful about following your feelings. Like, I, I might feel that this family member doesn't love me, but that's not true. They do love me, even though I don't feel it. Um, God doesn't want you um, necessarily to want proof of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's where the trust comes in. He wants you just to believe it and accept it. Some people may need the proof, but not everybody. Yeah, so I remember when I was prayed over for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the way I described it, and I wasn't asked, I didn't know what to expect, right? I had no idea. But when they prayed over me, I felt, and it was during this time right after I came back from that trip, and that's when it was a, I was aware that my brother it wasn't looking good. And when the two ladies prayed over me, I felt like a teapot and water just went straight through me. Uh-huh. I just felt like just through my whole body. And I, I think that's a grace that was, I, mm-hmm. I'm glad that happened because I physically remember that. But at the same time, if it didn't, I think what was most important was the priest that was leading that life in the spirit seminar. He said, that after you are prayed over to go back and write a letter to the Lord, surrendering your life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I still have that letter. Oh, that's a, that was great advice. And that's what I think sealed it. Uh-huh. Was not so much any feeling that I had. It was that that marked me surrendering mm-hmm. to the Lord, no matter what happened in that situation and the other thing that was going on at the time, that time in my life, that I was going to trust the Lord, even though I didn't understand how it was going to work out. Well, that might be good advice for our listeners, even if you don't attend a a Life in the Spirit seminar. After this uh, series, 
write a letter, letter of surrender to the Lord. Yes. Put the date on it and mark it and pull it out. I, I look at it. I always pull it out uh, right before the anniversary mm-hmm. of that because it was so powerful and impactful for me. And it's, I think, could be that for wherever you are in your spiritual walk. I think we can always increase our level of surrender. Right. That's why I love the surrender novena. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask another question, which wouldn't be complete without asking. So there's different gifts. There's the charismatic gifts, and then there's the gifts that are in the uh, book of Isaiah. What about the gifts of tongues? <laughs> yeah, that's a difficult one for people to understand. Uh, but we know it's real because it's right there in the New Testament. And we know the apostles all received that gift. And from, from what I understand, the gift is it's a, it's a prayer language to the Lord. You don't even understand it most of the time. You don't understand what you're saying because you, you're not focusing on your words and you. You're lifting your voice in a language that God understands, even though you don't. So it's a prayer language. It's a praise language. Yes. So it's not something, if you don't have that gift, it's not something compared to others. No, it's, no, not at all. It's, um, everyone has different gifts and we should accept it the way it is. And if, if you can always pray for additional gifts from the Lord, that they be right. shown in your life. And I would pray for them. Pray for the gifts. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want gifts? I love getting gifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we're afraid to use the gifts that the Lord gives us. But. Yeah. So I will say with the gift of tongues, I was at... Uh, it wasn't a Catholic uh, meeting, and I think I wasn't even yet Catholic. Maybe I was going through the process, and I went with two other girlfriends, and the person leading said, we're going to pray for people to receive the gifts of tongues. So if you've not received it, you can remain standing. And my friend on the right, she s- sat down. The one on the left stayed up like I did, and then she just prayed and asked the Lord if it was the Lord's will you know, to give the gifts of tongues. And right as that starts, the praying is happening. I started just, I was standing up though, and it, there was sounds you could hear people and because it was a packed place. So the person sitting down beside me couldn't hear, but I started saying, la, 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 la. And that's all that I did. But I was fine either way, whatever way it went. And then it ended and I sat down and then my girlfriend leaned over. She couldn't hear me because it was just really low, but she just leaned over. She said, I was praying that you would just start saying la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave a look like, huh? And um, But I, I just say that to say it's praise, praise, praise. There's so many ways in the study that we've talked about praising the Lord. Right. And it's all different, but that's what the body of Christ is. That's right. And we all come together and it's a beautiful sound to the Lord. And we do, when we're with other people uh, that are encouraged the, the gifts to come out in us and we are willing to use them, then we have less of a chance to get to heaven and have a closet that we open up and say, oops. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that keeps us from using the gifts or even asking for them is pride. What would people think? That is so true because raising your hands yeah. and all of those things, I've been guilty of that. I was like, oh, people are going to think it's, you know, I mean, it really is sort of a waste. We're worried about everybody oh, else except yeah, the, the Lord. Right, right, right. Talk a little bit to you mentioned, I think this is very important, Carrie, 
that if we're developing a spirit of complaining or negative thinking, like a habit of that, and that praise kind of interrupts that. Talk a little bit about what we should do. When, how do we notice when we're doing that? Because sometimes we can all get into complaining. Well, I think one of the best ways is to ask somebody you're close to. <laughs> That's going to tell you an honest it's answer. It's going to give you an honest answer. Uh, have I been complaining or have I been negative? Uh, um, and usually a husband and a wife will be honest about that. And um, But I think we know when we're being negative and complaining. It, it's kind of like having this heavy weight on us. And it's really, um, I think where that's where a lot of depression comes from or despair or only seeing things in a negative way instead of seeing through God's eyes. Yeah, that's, I, I think that is one thing that we want to do is listen to our own words. Yeah. Because when we say things sometimes without thinking or we just repeat something or if we talk to three people in a day, did we tell them all the same bad thing that happened to us? In the morning? Exactly, yeah. Or do we just maybe do that thing where we just keep our mouths shut or at least take that to prayer and end up having the time to process it? And the other thing you can ask yourself is, is what I say uh, bringing honor and glory to God? And when when I remember, I try to say before the day begins, Lord, may everything I say and do bring you honor and glory this day. Yeah, and that's the quote about have everything in your life uh, bring praise to the Lord. Like schedule your life so that it brings praise right, to the Lord right. that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you've we've mentioned this several times, and you mentioned it. I think even the last time, but First Thessalonians chapter five, verses sixteen nineteen, and it says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all circumstances give thanks." For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And then the last verse, verse 19, do not quench the spirit. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're complaining, your negativity quenches the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have to do it forever. If you realize no. you're doing it, just stop. No, stop. And Forgive me and go on. Yeah, and let the spirit flow more, yeah. more clearly through you. Yeah, yeah. so tambourine <laughs> since, okay. we're t- since we're doing the batches of the holy spirit and the gift of tongues let's hit the tambourine okay, okay. <laughs> so all through the book of praises the book of psalms mm-hmm. there are mentions of musical instruments musical instruments right so talk a little bit about tambourine well um i have a tambourine i i am so non-musically inclined <laughs> Um, I can't even play the tambourine. But when I think of musical instruments in in praise, I think of David. He was um, so open and so honest with his praise that he couldn't contain it. And he would play music. He would dance. If you remember that one scene where he dances naked and he really upset his wife. (laughs) But... uh, he was unabashedly <laughs> um, in love with God. Mm-hmm. And he didn't care about what anybody thought. He was going to praise him any way he knew how, with musical instruments, with his voice, with his dancing, because he really knew his God. And I think when we really knew, we, when we really know our God, we're able to um, 
get rid of our pride and just praise them from our hearts. So for me with the tambourine, so I'm a member of a prayer group and it's all women and they had tambourines. <laughs> so I went and one of my friends said, you should really get the tambourine. And she told me where the music store was and I picked it up. And the whole point was like in Exodus 15, where Miriam, it's Aaron's sister, mm-hmm. she played the tambourine. And that was the one where it was, she it, the, says uh, the refrain. She kept on singing the refrain, her and her, I guess, the other women sing to the Lord for he is gloriously triumphant horse and chariot. He is cast into the sea. So it's one of the most, like that was a big victory. Mm -hmm. I was right after coming out into, um, out of Egypt and crossing the red sea. And it really, for me, what I realized, so I kind of reluctantly got it, reluctantly went to a prayer group. But what I realized was sometimes I wasn't in the mood yet to praise the Lord. Even just trying to get to prayer group because it was kind of far away, sometimes traffic, I was mm-hmm. running late. My mind just wasn't exactly in the best place. But when I got there and then just sometimes did the tambourine, it was like really got me uh-huh. focused on the Lord. Uh-huh. So I just offer that for someone who wants to say for a very cheap investment, get something to help <laughs> praise the Lord. And that might be all you have. There's no electricity. There's no music to listen to. It just might be your voice and your tambourine so where can people get a tambourine linda (laughs) (laughs) you can definitely get them online i hopefully music stores are still open all right Uh that um and uh but i got one just a very simple one and it cost me nothing but it's one of the things that i really really enjoy because when i see it it reminds me of exodus it reminds me of the power of our praises and it reminds me that anything that we do when we make that effort to praise the Lord is a joyful noise to him. Exactly. I was going to say a joyful noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, we're told to make a joyful noise to him. You know, children are great at praising God yes. and making joyful noises mm-hmm. and other noises too. But there is a story of a, of a, a young boy who, when he would go to church, the first thing they would do at their Christian church, Christian school, or okay, sorry, he was going to school, his Christian school would be to go to chapel. And that's where the kids would praise the Lord. And someone was giving him a ride to school one day, his parents were busy. And he got stuck in a traffic jam. And he said very seriously to his grandmother, I'm not going to be late for chapel, am I? <laughs> and she said, I've never seen a boy so excited to go to school. Oh, but wow. it, can imagine starting that with praise. Right. He loved right. praising the Lord, like dancing, singing with total abandon, you know, mm-hmm. just, and he, that's what he associated school with was to get there on time was I don't want to miss praising the Lord. Smart child. Exactly. It sort of orders everything yeah. very appropriately. So that childlikeness that we want to all have. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question that was in the practice guide. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> since, since you make us uh, fill out those answers, let's give you one. So number nine, it's the final question of this episode of the, of the whole practice guide. Why is there victory in praising God? Well, I think we've talked about that in almost every single episode because there is power. And where there is power, there is victory. And when we release that power in our lives, we become more who God created us to be. 
And that's the ultimate victory. Yes. Is becoming who he created us to be in his image and in his likeness. So praising him releases that power and that power makes us victorious. And I think it's interesting as you say that, I think of the arc of the episodes. So I think the middle one, three, mm-hmm. praising God in all circumstances, mm-hmm. that's the one that really probably challenges us. That is very challenging. And I didn't believe it was possible. I mm-hmm. really didn't until I went through a difficult time and, and said, okay, I'm going to see if this works. <laughs> put him to the, put him to the test, yeah. a good test. And, and that's, I think, from what you just said about it helps us, praise helps us be more like him and who we're called to be. And I think that's one of the things in those tough circumstances, if we can see those as the guideposts in our life, then we go through them. Those are the times when he can really accelerate us. That's right. That some of our own resistance and uh, things, we're too busy, we don't have time, we're prideful, whatever might be that impedes that growth. That sometimes when that circumstance comes in is exactly what helps us put our hands up, Mm -hmm. surrender Mm -hmm. to him, and really allow his power, like the power of the the cross, the resurrection, to be really explode in our lives. Right. And just think that if we were to lose the internet... (laughs) (laughs) oh my and and we had no technology available to us we have a great uh power source yes uh to use and um and the line's always open the line is always open and there's no waiting and um it's just a powerful way to spend time and instead of living in fear live in praise that I can't say anything more that will sum up that. Yeah. yeah. Not to live in a spirit of fear, but to live with a spirit of praise. There you go. So Carrie, on that, would you mind closing us out with the final prayer and final thoughts? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I give you thanks, and I sing your praises, because you are faithful and deserve all the glory in heaven and on earth. May I bless your name as long as I live. May my heart always be filled with gratitude for your mercy and your love that endures forever. Lord, I long for more of you in my life and in my heart. I will praise you forever with my hands lifted to you, offering my life and my praises to you. Thank you for all the blessings in my life, most especially for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I desire to know you more, to love you more, and to serve you more. May I be found worthy to spend eternity with you. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we have come to the end of our series, Victory is in the Praise. Carrie, would you offer us some final reminders as we go forward, please? Well, I sincerely hope that this study, Victory is in the Praise, will make a difference in your prayers and in your prayer life as you spend more time focusing on the blessings and the attributes of our God, because powerful praise truly brings victory. We praise God again because he is worthy of our praises. We praise him for our sake and not his sake. Praising him takes the focus off us and places the focus totally on him. God doesn't need your praises, but as a loving father, he knows that you need to praise him to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and his presence in your life. 
Praise also embraces all other forms of prayer and carries them to the throne of our Heavenly Father. So don't let anything keep you from praising God. Make time for Him a priority, whether you feel like it or not, and you will be blessed. Remember what St. John Paul II said, one must arrange one's life so that everything praises God. No matter what's going on in your life or in the world, it is possible to praise God in all circumstances, even when you're standing in the middle of a fiery furnace, because God is right there with you. As Psalm 22, verse 3 says, God inhabits the praises of his people. And remember, praise is a powerful weapon, so powerful that Satan can't stand to be where God is being praised. So when you're feeling anxious, when fear creeps in, or when you're confronted with a difficult person or situation, call on your catchphrase. Use the Psalms of praise to spend time worshiping and blessing the Lord. The Psalms can bring you peace and comfort, knowing that you can be honest with God about your feelings and fears, and yet trust in Him just as David did. Let God do your heavy lifting. Let Him fight your battles. He never loses. And when you surrender to his divine will, when you trust him, you will never lose because the battle belongs to him and so does the victory. You can create a spirit of praise wherever you are. Invite the Holy Spirit into your heart as you praise. Listen and sing songs of praise and worship as you lift your hands, offering your praises to him. And as you wrap yourself in a mantle of praise, it is as if you are breaking spiritual jars of perfume over Jesus because the fragrance of your praise fills the whole earth and touches the heart of God. As Ephesians chapter 1, verse 12 says, we were predestined to praise his glory by being the first to hope in Christ. So you and I were created and predestined to praise and glorify God. That's why Psalm 150, the last psalm in the Bible, says that we should let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So if you want to deepen your relationship with our Lord and Savior, if you want to increase your faith and trust in him, always keep a praise inside of you because victory is in the praise. So my word, live my word, proclaim my word, proclaim my word. This has been Victory is in the Praise, a Bible study in partnership with Proclaim My Word and AM 1160 The Quest. This show is made possible by listeners like you. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting Proclaim My Word. Just go to ProclaimMyWord.org and hit the Donate button. You'll also find the link to register for the current study and receive the study guide at ProclaimMyWord.org. Thank you for your generosity in helping us evangelize by spreading His Word. This has been a production of AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio.